once more, once more, more, more and more. Materialism taking new forms. Materialism taking new visions. They start working early in the morning. They work too late in the night. They work on weekends, Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. Where is time? Time to be with the Lord? Where is time for your quiet times in the morning? Where is time to really reach out to people in need? Where is time to reach out to people in struggle? Where is time to make life meaningful? Average and greed takes away time, quality time, to spend with God, to spend with the family, to spend with people around. And that they say, they do not put it as average or greed, the desire for more. And the Psalmist, our mother, our mother in context, always told us this simple truth I shall not want. The mystery of contentment. Psalm 40. The Lord is able to provide all that I need. Amen. And good stuff. Whatever the life situations that I go through, whatever the life needs that I go through, I can boldly say, because of my relationship. That I shall not want. And it is this relationship that we really ought to teach our children. Sarah, they said, in emptiness, barrenness, lived for 28 years, 29 years, 32 years, 35 years. What did I achieve? If I'm asked to name one proof in my life that people cherish, people enjoy, Many a times, I think, in 28 years, 29 years, all my studies, all my work, I really did not bear proof that was useful to humanity. That could, they put it in a very beautiful sentence. Why the tear of somebody in pain? Barrenness in life, a life that is not becoming useful for others. And on other Sunday, as we look back at Psalm 23, which most of our mothers taught us as a first psalm to study, we look at this very, very important statement. He makes me down, or likes, makes me to lie down in green pastures. The one who makes us lie down in green pastures. I'm not trying to interpret those passages because we've heard several sermons on it. But in the context of the barrenness, that a generation is talking about, in the context of fruitlessness that a generation is talking about, in the context of being cornered in uselessness that a generation is talking about. This green pastures in which the Lord makes us lie down ought to take new meaning in our life. The fourth word they said was turbulence. There is no calmness of the mind. There is no calmness of the soul. There is a clash of cultures. There is a clash of relationships. There is a clash of expectations. There is a clash of deadlines. And all those, they live through simple situations of turbulence. The journey is a little boat. It's not an easy journey. And in that situations of turbulence, where do they go to? Where do they turn to? The psalmist was very, very clear in the reading of the psalm. He leadeth me in the still waters. He leadeth me in the still waters. 
evangelist or a catechist and learn the mysteries of the Bible. We thank the Lord because he talks and talks to us about this experience of still water that makes life meaningful, that makes life worth the living. The fifth, they said, common to many of the young people today is despair, depression. It's not that life's expectations are not met. Most of life's expectations are met. It's not that they're not taken care of. All that they need for a happy life is there. But the joy that we're talking about, the bubbling that we talk about, the jumping in the joy of the Lord that we talk about, the jumping in the spirit of the Lord that we talk about, the joy of Christian life that is made manifest in our inner being is absent. We can try to hide it. How? To go to a place where there's a lot of noise and worship, dance with them. But that is only an external dancing. You can still experience God much more deeper, much more stronger in the quietness of this room. We can just be hypocritical on the other side. But here, in that quietness, are we able to truly meet with the Lord? And the psalmist taught us, whenever we are both broken, whenever our inner beings are shaken, we have a God, a shepherd, who restores our soul. Restoration, like a broken bone is put back to where it belongs, like a broken neck is restored to its original situation, its original beauty, like a broken statue is restored by the master back to the masterpiece as it was. The Lord restores not just my body, not just my physical being, but my inner being, the soul. And this assurance that even in any situation of brokenness that we have to be going to, from there the Lord is able to bring us back. That's the beauty of this psalm. And that's why when we think about Mothering Sunday, we think about this precious promise of the Lord. And then they said, the aimlessness, wandering, the studies, your graduation, post-graduation, post-graduation, a job, and then a job and going to another job with a new training, which has nothing to do with all your training, all these things. You keep living on, one day at a time. But at the same time, they realize, is there a focus in our life? Is there an aim in our life? Is there a destination to which we are reaching? Is there a destiny? Have I planned out my life for the Lord? Have I asked this question? With this precious life that the Lord has given me, what is the expectation of the Lord? And in that expectation, have I made a plan unto the Lord, allowing it to make my future? Participating with Him in the making of my future. And the psalmist very clearly says, He leadeth me in paths of righteousness. And that is very good. This guidance of the Lord, where I stop my planning, I stop my dreaming, I tell my God, Lord, shall I plan together with you? Shall I dream together with you? Acknowledging the fact that my mother told me, my mother in church told me, my Sunday school day told me, that I have a God who leads me by my hand in paths of righteousness and in truth. The seven they said was clear. Phobias of different kinds. For each person, it is different. A, though I walk through the valley of darkness. Fear 
in varying forms comes our way. But this one strong word that was engraved somewhere deep in our heart as a young child, which our mothers taught us day after day, day after day, came back to our rescue in several of our contexts of fear, several of our contexts of pain. We said, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The one who is able is with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Of course, yes, we have heard several sermons. But the point is this. On Mothering Sunday, when we thank the Lord for mothers, thank the Lord for our mothering, we also thank the Lord for this assurance. What will be the fear that we encounter in life? What will be the fear that we face in life? Have this somewhere engraved within you. My Lord, my staff, they will comfort me. And then they said, they were disgusted with the hatred around People ramming cars into crowds, walking up to Parliament, killing people. Hatred in varied forms, hatred in varied ways. You try going out with a flower, you get back the knife in turn. Hatred has its own form. But what did our mothers tell us? They said, the psalmist, you prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. It could, it could happen two ways. You cannot eat with your enemies. Your enemies make your friends. Abraham Lincoln, there's a very famous statement. He said, I have destroyed the last of my enemies today. And people ask him, how did you do it? I made him my friend today. I have destroyed the last of my enemies by making them my friend. I sit together with my enemies. Or, whatever be the enemies that is around, they are not able to affect us. The nine reality the young people said was changed. For various reasons, for various causes. Shame to stand up and say, Jesus is Lord. Shame to preach the gospel to a neighbor and say, I believe in the living God. We compromise on the gospel. We become everybody's. We want to please everybody. Pleasing everybody is not what we are called to do. Shame, also because of the sin within us. Let us be frank about it. Trying to hide the sinfulness within. And our mothers told us, when that happens, go unto the Lord. He will anoint your head with oil. The one who anoints the head with oil is further ordered by level. Go, go to Jesse's house. And by the way, and when he went there, Welcome sons, one after another coming. And little boy made it, last to the lineage, out to the sheep, so just watching what's happening, who's going to be anointed now. And suddenly, none of the above. Is there anybody? Yes, there's one, a shepherd boy from there. Bring him. And that is anointing. Not because of who we are, but because of what God chooses us to be. And then they said, scarcity. Spiritual scarcity or scarcity in different aspects of life. We can go on with that one word, but yes, it says, My cup overflows. My cup overflows. That's the sound. And then, anxiety. Anxiety. How do I face tomorrow? Yes, we did pray, because he lives. I can face tomorrow. 